Welcome to the sermon podcast of Southside Baptist Church, a body of Christ located in beautiful Norman Park, Georgia. We are so glad you chose to listen in today. It's our prayer you would find the message of Jesus Christ compelling and uplifting, and that your life would be changing continually from hearing the Word of God. If you would like more information about our church or would like more digital content, please feel free to check us out on the web at southsidenp.org. And now for today's message. Please take your copy of God's Word and uh, turn with me there and stand as we honor that reading of God's Word this morning. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Scripture says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and he will make your paths straight. Lord, again, we come to you this morning humbling ourselves before you and just thanking you for all the many blessings of life. Father, I pray you hide me behind the cross at this moment in time, Lord, and just speak through me the words that you would have all of us to hear on this day. Lord, we thank you and we love you because you first loved us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Without a doubt, and my family can attest to this, one of my favorite movies the last ten years or longer is a movie titled Greater. Some of you may be familiar with this movie um, as well. Well, I don't want to give away the entire movie for those of you who have not seen it. I do want to make you aware that the movie is based on a true story. It's based on a true story. It's released in 2016, and it's a true story of a young man, a young man named Brandon Burlesworth. Okay, and as a kid, Brandon had a dream. He had a dream to play football 
for the University of Arkansas. I'm going to be a Razorback. Brandon was constantly reminding his mom and older brother. And while Brandon didn't exactly have the physique of a college football player, much less a Division I football player, he did have one thing, and that was great faith. He had great faith. He was also a devoted follower of Christ, even at a young age, and was a powerful example of those he came in contact with all throughout his teenage years. Brandon was that example. I will tell you, Brandon fulfilled his dream of playing football at the University of Arkansas. He started multiple years left guard, All-American, was even drafted to the NFL. And while that was an integral part of the story, the summary of the movie and Brandon's lifelong commitment to and walk with Christ was summed up in two words. We trust. We trust. The question for us here today is who do we trust? Webster's Dictionary defines trust as a basic dependence on someone or something, belief that something will happen or someone will act in a prescribed way. In the past, we have trusted many people in many things. We have often trusted our families. We've trusted in our friends. We often trust our transportation services. We've also trusted our political leaders in local, state, and national governments. But what do all of these things have in common? <clears throat> Sometimes, or even quite possibly oftentimes, these things fail us. They fail. We have all felt the disastrous results of failed trust within our families and our friends. Confidence in each other is shattered, tears are shed, feelings are hurt, trust is damaged, and bitterness and anger often grow. We're reminded in times such as these and others to trust God, for He calls on all of us, each one of us as individuals, to trust Him. In writing these verses, the 5 and 6 in the book of Proverbs, Solomon is attempting to reach the reader based on failed experiences of relying and trusting himself as opposed to trusting God. And although God granted Solomon wisdom when he asked, it did not prevent Solomon from making his share of mistakes. For example, Solomon built God a temple, then he surrounded it with places to worship other false gods. Solomon ignored God's warnings against having many wives. He accumulated great wealth by excessively taxing his people, and he sent Israelites back to Egypt where Moses, under the instruction of God, had delivered them from. Solomon had been given great responsibilities. Unfortunately, he tended to pursue the former and neglect the latter. Wisdom is a valuable gift, and God gave Solomon an abundance of it. But with that wisdom came an even greater temptation to trust his own judgment 
rather than humbly walking with God. Solomon states it simply and clearly that God wants our full and complete trust. Trust God with all your heart. We must hold nothing back and surrender to Him all that we are, all that we have, and all that we may become, because without the presence and guidance of God, we will go nowhere. In the New Testament book of John, we read in chapter 14, verse 1, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust in me also. Far too often in life, we become completely focused on the trials and difficulties of life, and we lose our focus on Christ. When Peter walked on the water with Jesus, he was doing well until he took his eyes off of Jesus and he looked at the waves. And we know what happened. He began to sink. The same is true of us today. God can and will get us through the most impossible situations But we must keep our focus on and trust in Him. How can we ever expect to find help and healing when we are still focused on our difficulties as opposed to our deliverance? If we were to ask ourselves individually, most of us, if not all, would very quickly say that we trust God. But there are times when trust is not so simple. Trusting God means believing in that which we cannot see and sometimes may not understand. Trusting God means that we have to admit that we are not in control of our lives and trusting God is literally against our human nature. We need to place our trust in something or someone and we do it every day. We trust our cars to get us to school and or work and then back home at the end of the day. We trust our employers to deliver our paychecks at the end of the work week or the month, wherever that falls for each of us. We even trust our physicians and our medical professionals to heal our illnesses and our ailments. How much more should we trust God with all these and so much more. Internationally known author and pastor John MacArthur Jr. shared this quote on trust. Quote, People who can ride through the toughest issues of life and remain calm are not indifferent. They're just trusting God. When we feel weak, God is our strength. When we are pressured by life, God is our relief. When we need security, God is our refuge. The full and unlimited resources of God are at our disposal when we place our trust in Him. If we do not place our trust in God, there is no access to His power, to His mercy, or to His love. When trials arise and we go through difficulty, it is then we must place our trust in God. Without trust in God, there is no comfort, no peace, no strength, no relief. In the book of Jeremiah, the prophet writes in chapter 17, verses 5 through 8, 
This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, whom depends on flesh for his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. He will be like a bush in the wastelands. He will not see prosperity when it comes. He will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends, it, sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Two very different types of people are depicted here. Those who place their trust in man and yes, those who place their trust in the Lord. The people of Judah, whom are Jeremiah's audience here in this passage, were trusting in false gods and military alliances instead of God. And therefore, they were barren and unfruitful. In comparison, those who trust in the Lord flourish like trees planted by water. In times of trouble, those who trust in man will be impoverished and spiritually weak and will have no strength to draw on. But, but, good news, church, those who trust in the Lord will have abundant strength. Abundant strength. Not only for their own needs, but even for the needs of others. Our strength will overflow out of us and have a positive effect on those around us. Church family, we must ask ourselves, are we satisfied with being unfruitful? Or do we, like that of a well-watered tree, have strength for the time of crisis and even some to share as we bear fruit for the Lord? Dr. Charles Stanley, who is founder of President, founder and president of In Touch Ministries, which widely broadcasts his sermons on radio and television. I'm sure some of you, quite a few of you possibly have heard some of his sermons. Um, he shares his thoughts on trust. He says, quote, I have complete confidence that God is able to take care of any situation and provide an answer to any question or problem. He has all the resources of the universe to draw upon in helping each one of us through any type of crisis if we will trust him. David reminds us where he writes in the book of Psalm, chapter 37, verses 3 through 5. Scripture reads, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. David 
cause us to take delight in the Lord and to commit everything we have and everything we do to Him. Now, to delight in someone means to experience great pleasure and joy in his or her presence. Of course, this can only happen when we know that person well. Therefore, to delight in the Lord means we need to know Him better. Spend time in His Word. Spend time in prayer. Okay. <clears throat> also, knowledge of God's great love for us will indeed give us delight. To commit ourselves to the Lord means entrusting everything. You know, everything we have. Our lives, our families, our careers, even our possessions to God's control, to His control and guidance. To commit also means to trust in Him. There's that word trust again. Believing that He can care for us better than we can care for ourselves. American author and minister Max Licato also speaks on trust. He says, quote, There is an antidote for our fears. Trust. If we trust God more, we can fear less. What a comforting promise. Another illustration of trust is given in Psalm chapter 91 Verses 1 through 6. Scripture reads, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. That word meaning plague or disaster. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. God is a shelter, a refuge when we are afraid. The writer's faith in the Almighty God as protector would carry him through all the dangers and fears of life. This should be a picture of our trust as well. Trading all our fears for faith in Him, no matter, no matter how intense our fears may become. To do this, we must dwell and rest with Him. By entrusting ourselves to His protection and pledging our daily devotion to Him, we will be kept safe. I think we all realize a certain extent that everyday challenges can test our trust in God. Fear and anxiety can attempt to rob us from our faith. Right now, 
the future may seem uncertain. And worry keeps occupying way too much of our minds and our hearts. Too much room. It has too much room there. But, but we need to remember this, church. God is already in all of our tomorrows. He's already there. Okay? He's already prepared a way for us. The holy and living Word of God assures us that He knows our way. And He has a plan. We can trust that God's way is the best way for all of us. God's timing is always perfect. We may never know why certain things happen during our time here on earth. We may never know why. We may never understand it. But we can trust that God's plan is for our good and that He goes before us daily to our tomorrows. Trusting in God doesn't mean we put on a smile and mimic the appearance of faith. Sometimes trusting God is crying out to Him in pain. Our true hope is knowing that we can rejoice in that pain. How difficult it may seem at the time, but we can rejoice. God never asks us to figure it all out on our own. He just asks us to trust Him and recognize His leadership and His sovereignty in our lives. His promises in Scripture tell us that He makes our pathways straight. There is power when we trust God. Our security and peace can rest on God alone. Not our own circumstances, other people, or even our own ability. Only God. We can believe His Word when He says that He will not leave us nor forsake us. As we prepare to close this morning, I'd like to read a verse. uh, The first verse of a well-known hymn. I'm sure that most of us, if not all of us, are familiar with. I believe it fits well with what we've heard here today. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus and to take Him at His word, just to rest upon His promise and to know, thus saith the Lord, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I've proved Him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Church, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge Him And he will make our paths straight. Church, that begins with trusting in him. It begins with trusting him as Lord and Savior of our life. If you have not made that decision or commitment on this day, I can't think of a better day that that decision be made. 
He's calling on us, all of us, each and every one of us. If you don't know Him as Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're never guaranteed tomorrow. And as I expressed to our youth this morning, one day, one day, we're going to wake up and we're going to see the sunshine. That's going to be the last sunrise we're going to see. That day is coming. I pray and hope that you know Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you do not, I pray that you make that decision today. Maybe you've made that decision earlier in your life. And sometime between that moment and this current moment, you fell away from your faith. Or you found yourself in the ditches, so to speak. Or you found yourself not living a life pleasing to God. Maybe you feel led to recommit your life to Christ. We can take care of that today as well. I had to take that step years ago. I recommitted my life to Christ. doesn't make me perfect, but it let me know that, hey, I wasn't living the way I needed to live. Trust in Him in all your ways. Maybe you've been coming to Southside Baptist Church for some time, maybe a short while or a long while, and you feel God leading you and your family to move your letter here, come apart, become a part of the membership here at Southside Baptist Church. When we first came here, the, uh, the youth committee told us we're not a church, we're a family. And there's no better example than that. We're a family here at Southside Baptist Church, and we would love to have you come and fellowship with us. We'll pray with you, pray for you, be there in your time of need, whatever that need may be. We would love for you to make that official today. Maybe you just feel led to, to come and pray at the altar, to come and pour your heart out to God. The altar's open. We would encourage you to do that as well on this day. Thanks again for listening today. We hope the word preached today would be used by God mightily as you go about your week. Again, if you would like more information about our church or would like more digital content, please feel free to check us out on the web at southsidenp.org. Have a blessed day and may God grant you grace this week to grow more into the likeness of Jesus.